0: Hello and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast, where we tell the stories of local business owners and Maine residents and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more.
1: My name is Kimberly Rigolinski.
0: And I'm Todd Rigolinski.
1: And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local magazine that helps to showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on facebook twitter youtube and instagram through the links in the show notes
0: our guest this week is songwriter producer multi-instrumentalist and podcaster spencer alba he was the keyboard player for maine's own rustic overtones before releasing his debut album frankenstein presents the popsico volume one in 2000. since then he's had several musical projects like rocktopus as fast as spencer and the school spirit mafia space vs. speed and his current collaboration called bell systems and all that in addition to recording on his own. He is the creative host behind the yearly Beatles Night in Portland with an all-star band. And Rolling Stone Magazine has referred to him as a 21st century master in the lost art of Beatlesque esque hooks. Oh, and he also hosts a weekly podcast called Spencer and Zach Explore the Universe with fellow musician and one of our previous guests, Zach Jones. This is actually part two of our conversation with Spencer. If you'd like to find part one, be sure to look back through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. And now, please... Please enjoy part two. Remember when
2: uh, that Bob Marley legend compilation came out in the '90s? Yeah, yeah, like the the album that everyone has a copy of. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yep. It's, just, like, it's it, it was like the '90s Frampton comes alive. Like somehow yeah. everybody has a copy of it, and they no no one knows where it came from.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's I mean, talk about the greatest hits, right? Like one of the greatest, greatest hits. And and the version of No Woman No Cry on that album is live. And it's uh I think it was recorded at the Roxy in Los Angeles, if I have my facts right. But uh mm-hmm. my favorite part of that is they play and it's they just sound incredible. They're they're just in it. It's they're playing mm-hmm. great, they're sounding great. And then all of a sudden there's just like this little bit of feedback. <whistles> and yeah. you can hear the sound guy like take it away. It's like, Oh yeah, this is
0: live. My band sucks. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I I forgot about that one. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I I remember hearing that now. Yep. Yeah, I, in college, you you heard that every dorm room that you walk past mm-hmm. it, was, it was either that or Dave Matthews Band. Mm-hmm. That was one of the two, or the, or yeah. uh,
2: for at least in my dorm, it was uh, that uh, Maceo Parker's Li- live on Planet Groove. Oh my gosh, that was yeah. a big one. Oh, that, and that was kind of like I mean I knew who James Brown was but mm-hmm. that that Maceo Parker album was like really my my introduction into the the James Brown universe the extended mm-hmm. universe you know yeah. getting past just just like i think at that point i had star time or something like that box set it's actually funny that that's, that's also true for the talking heads and the police although the police when they put out their box set it was called message in a box <laughs> um <laughs>
0: Oh, very clever, very Sting. clever, Mister
2: Sting. And uh, <laughs> but they put the albums in order uninterrupted. Oh. But but with the Talking Heads, I had a collection called Sand and the Vaseline, which was like not like a greatest hits because they had some deep cuts on there. But uh, also Star Time, it was like you know kind of like taken out of context, you know, kind yeah, of nitpicked. So it's kind of nice to like I know the Police catalog top to bottom because that's how it was presented to me. And it's only, like, I still haven't listened to all of the Talking Heads albums, which is not because I'm trying to be a dum dumb, but, like, because I also have this thing where I, where I don't – I save things that I know are going to be nice. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, for instance, I – up until last year, right, right around this time last year, I had not seen The Godfather 1 and 2. And everyone's like, what? what? Are you wow. got to watch? Yeah, exactly. That's, wow. that's the reaction. It's like, wow. I know they're great. I know they're going to be great. <laughs> like, it's not like I'm like, eh, Whatever. Yeah, but I'm just holding on to it because, like, you know, you don't want to listen to and watch like all the incredible stuff at once. Like, you know, like, just save yeah. save a couple bites for the end of the meal. You know,
1: that's so cool. Well, cool. <laughs> like
0: I, that's I, a good way that's to put it.
2: A good it. way to look you know? at it. It's, and it's not like I'm like catching catching the Godfather wave. You know, it's like <laughs> it's, it's been out for a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, the same with a uh, Radiohead uh, in rainbows. I for, I bought it when it came out, and I cannot tell you why I. I have no good reason for not having listened to it, but I didn't until last year. It was last year I finally listened to it. It's like, yep, oh, yep, that is great. People are
0: right.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> they
0: weren't kidding. I, I will I will actually do that sometimes with, I like to go shopping for vinyl, and I'll do the oh, same yeah. thing where I'll, I'll buy stuff I'm like, oh, that's going to be incredible. And then I'll forget to, but I, most of the time I forget to listen to it. Sure. And then it just gets put into the on the shelf. Sure. And then months later I'm like, oh, hey, I have that. I mm-hmm. should really listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like you save yourself I'm a little it. treat. It's like you bought a candy bar exactly. and put it in the glove box, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or you, you find that you know ten dollar bill in your in your winter coat. You're like, ooh, oh. sweet. Yeah, I have.
2: I found so much money one time in one of my pockets. So indulge me here. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. My girlfriend at the time and I had just, you know, we just paid rent and all the bills and that left us with roughly no money.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We're like, uh, and it's Friday night. We're like, uh, you know, at the time mm-hmm. I was bartending. I should mention that I was bartending at the time. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, you know what? Like money be be damned. Let's just go out. We'll go out. And I think we called it together. It's like, looks like we can buy. We can buy four cheap beers with tip, so let's just let's just go out <laughs> do that. You know, like let's mm-hmm. just go have a couple of drinks and see what happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so we decided to, like go big, like get really dressed up. And so like you know, she put on her her good looking dress and all that, and I was and I you know put on a tie and my vest and grabbed my suit jacket and put it on. And I tapped my breast pocket, like, oh, what's that? Like, oh. It's $250. <laughs> wow. It's <awesome. laughs>
1: it was amazing.
2: I I, oh, I even so awesome. think that just because of that spirit we're, we're like, let's go out anyway. I was like, let's go to 4th street, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just went for it. Like we were already, you know, we ended up having a fantastic night.
1: That's so great. The yeah.
2: budget expanded drastically. Oh, yeah. unbelievably. <laughs> now we can now we could buy uh like uh, 210 cheap beers <laughs> which is too many. Uh just a just a couple. I mean, you know. <laughs> only only by 200. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, ish. Yeah. ish. Yep.
1: You know. I love it when stuff like that happens. It's yeah. so cool. It has
0: not happened happen often enough. Yeah, no. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> is there something that you'd like to tell me, Kimberly? <laughs> Well it's also like what
2: why, why didn't I, what what kind of accounting was I doing at that time in my life where I didn't I, I was like, oh, two, 250 dollars is just like
0: I don't know yeah. where that is yeah that's awesome. or I that's forget weird. that I have it yeah, things just kind of disappear into a black hole sometimes that's what I, that's what I tell myself to to kind of make myself feel better. okay <laughs> you go with that then i I will.
1: So do you, do you have a um, different approach for the artistic and the business side of music? If so, how do you reconcile those two?
2: Oh, God. I recognize that I'm a bit of a rare bird in that I can, I'm a bit of a Swiss army knife. Mm-hmm. And I'm simultaneously grateful for it. And I'm also kind of like, ugh. Like, I wish I was just a keyboard <laughs> player or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I will say, though, when I am making music, I am not thinking about where it goes. I am just making it. It's not like, yeah. oh, this is going to be a single for this station or something. I don't. It's just not how mm-hmm. that's not how I approach it. And then once it's done, I almost view that as like kind of a creative puzzle. Like, OK, where do you put this? Like, how can you mm-hmm. how can you kind of creatively like get it out to people? Uh, but mainly I, I prefer to work with uh you know managers who can help get that word out there because you mm-hmm. know, it's uh it's hard to do it all by yourself. Yeah. And also maybe. like who wants to sell themselves? Like, hi, yeah, this is my new record made by me. Yeah.
0: You know, right. You're gonna love <laughs> this. We really think you should check it out. You know, like what? Nah, I don't want to do that, but yeah, it's very rare the the artists, musicians who can kind of do both of those things and it do is. them with with some sort of like non-smarmy sort of air about them. You know, totally, I, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. S- the self starter can be a little exhausting.
2: Yeah, yeah. you know, it's,
0: that's why so many musicians end up, you know, funding mink farms and stuff that go under brilliantly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah managers yeah, yeah, yeah. end up wind up all the money. Yeah, uh, the Billy Joel effect, as I like the, to call it. <laughs> yeah, the, the BJE. Uh, yeah, oof! You got to stay away from that. It's bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, so, where did you get the i or how did the idea for selling "I Love Dr. Shaw" masks come f- or, uh, and and merchandise come from uh, to benefit the Main Music Alliance? Uh, I'm sorry, it
2: cut out a little bit there. because you hit me with that question again?
0: Yeah, uh, wh- where did the idea for selling all of the the "I Love Dr. Shaw" oh, oh uh, yeah, come I, from? Uh,
2: my brain. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I guess I, I listened. To, right on. Fair I, enough. I listened to Dr. Shah's show mm-hmm. all the time. I think that he is a very special person who can deliver consistently terrible news in a way that you'd think listening to Dr. Shah's report would instill panic. It's like, oh no, the numbers. But it's like he it gives you perspective what that means. you know. Mm. And I was thinking of. Yeah, but I heart Dr. Shaw shirt. And then Mm. as fate would have it, my friend Nicole Wolf, who's a great photographer, had taken photographs of Dr. Shaw Mm. and wearing the masks that said kindness. One said science and another one said, I don't know, don't be an idiot, wear a mask. I don't know what it said. Mm. Um, And uh, yeah, so I approached her because I I had the idea, but then it's like, okay, how do I get it onto a T-shirt? Right. You know? Yeah. And make it work. And then uh, I reached out to I got her permission. She's into it. You know, like, yeah, totally. Like raise some money. And I Mm -hmm. reached out to Walter Craven, who main music people might recognize his name. He's in a band called Six Gig for a long time. Good's Thumb before that. Lost on Mm -hmm. Liftoff. He's 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 just uh, he's just a great person, period. He's also a tremendous musician and graphic designer. And oh. so, yeah, so Walter was able to render Nicole's photograph into like a, for lack of a better term, like a cartoon image.
0: Mm-hmm. So cool. And that's that. Mm. Cool. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's great that you, that's benefiting Maine Music Alliance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Obviously, uh, an issue that would be close to your heart. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd be nice to have somewhere to work after all this. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It'd be nice to be able to go see some shows at some place. Oh. Absolutely.
2: Uh, I can't even, hopefully, I can't even think yeah. about it yeah,
0: yeah. I, I prefer not to so far it's, it's still moment. so far away yeah yeah
1: so how did you decide to start your own podcast like how did that come up
2: i kicked the tires on doing a TV show
1: mm-hmm. um
2: oh. and then I was like oh I don't want to be on a TV show <laughs> uh <laughs> and then it was like there's a certain point where it's like oh, I'll start a podcast and I was like Ah, everyone's doing a podcast. Mm. And then it was like, wait a minute, everyone's doing a podcast. I can do one. It's not, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> uh, so I amazing went, how
0: you spun that right around. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Like what is like, it's almost like what, what seemed like taboo to be like, oh, you have podcasts too. And I was like, where's your podcast? Like, oh, I don't have, I, <laughs> I should have one. Yeah. Um, uh, then just also just like talking to people. Uh, yeah. I love, an interesting discussion, um, and mm-hmm. I love when people can make each other laugh. I think it's just the best.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
2: And, yeah, I finally heard some podcasts that weren't taking themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, notably, Conan's podcast. I'm a big fan of that one. I was like, oh, yes, like, podcasts can be just fun. You know, they don't have mm-hmm. to be, like, pretentious, like, right audio plays and... <laughs> Yeah. So that, that was kind of it. I once I once I saw that it could just not be like boring people talking. I'm not I'm saying who knows? Maybe my podcast is super
0: boring. I don't know. Well, I think I think it all depends on the on the listener, and that's why you know yeah you kind of just have to understand a lot. I think a lot like music, like you just have to understand what your audience is and mm-hmm. what your audience isn't. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of let the product determine that. It's like it's not up to me to like be like, oh, this is what my audience will like. I'm not. I don't. I don't follow Mm -hmm. trend you know what I mean like maybe I should Mm -hmm. maybe I'd be more like successful or whatever if I did that. But I just let it it is what it is and Mm -hmm. if people find it, they find it. And if they don't, that's cool too.
0: Right.
2: You know, but like there's nothing yeah if if you follow if you follow yourself and your own instincts and Mm -hmm. you're right, then that's a win. If you follow your own instincts and you're wrong, well at least you did it on your own terms. But if you if you go with what you think people want,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And you and you are successful even though it's contrived, that's a one form of hell, living hell, because you're doing this thing that's not you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And if you go against your own gut and you're wrong, then you're like, well, why did I do that? I knew it wasn't right. So, th- really, the only way to go is just go with your gut.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Was it a, Was it Jim Carrey said that you could, you know, you could still fail doing what you hate. Mm-hmm. So you might as you might as well fail doing something that you love. Yeah. I actually you think know. that was Albert Einstein. Was it? Okay. No, no, no. I, just, I was getting doing, too <laughs> confused Anyway, <laughs> like, Both
2: hilarious. <laughs> the, 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 the internet meme quote thing. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. For a second, I thought you were serious. I'm like, well, maybe he is right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't really know. I didn't do my I didn't research that when I should have. <laughs> this is where we need a producer, like all the, all the really big podcasts. Where hey, can you look that up for me? Yeah, that's right. Someday, someday. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I can just sit here and lie all day. <laughs> uh, ask you, and, and this is a quote that I'm pretty sure I, I do have right, so I am gonna stand behind this one, even mm-hmm. even if you dispute it. Uh, sure. But uh, this is a comment. This is a quote that I I just kind of always take to heart. But Joe Strummer once said, "No input, no output." Mm-hmm. How do you feed your creativity?
2: Mm. Well, firstly, that's Elvis Costello. And uh, <laughs> how do I... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's uh, Candace Bergen. But
1: uh, <laughs> I almost spit my water out.
2: <laughs> I tend I tend to listen to what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know? Yeah. Like, just take in other media. Take in other perspectives. Go for walks. Think about things. Mm. Um. I'm also like I deliberately tried to write like I had a I had a, an ex girlfriend who, when listening to uh, one of my records, which was a newer one at the time, and it's kind of like post our relationship, she said like all your records are kind of the same, huh? I was like, ow, uh, <laughs> you know. But then I Yikes. I listened, and I was like, oh, they're right. Like, I'm always singing about, like, man, why did you hurt my feelings? Why did you leave me? You know, but, like The zero accountability. You know, it's like, you know, this album and probably most moving down the road will be, like, from the perspective of, like, you know, like, okay, well, let's, if the situation is shit, uh, let's just assume that I'm the idiot in the situation, <laughs> you know, and take yeah. it from there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, just, like, trying to change perspectives and just try mm-hmm. to do things differently, write on different instruments. I remember I read mm-hmm. a Paul McCartney quote, or maybe it was Bob Odenkirk, I'm not sure, uh, where he said <laughs> uh, that he didn't write on bass because, it's like, it's hard to write on bass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that may be, like, I'm going to try to write on bass. And I'm not going to say I'm successful because, you know, he's Paul McCartney. What do I know? Mm-hmm. But I was able to write songs on bass, you know whether they're great mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, mm-hmm. just trying to change, just constantly change that perspective and the approach, you know? Right. Don't just, I, I, I tend not to write on keyboards that often because I've been playing keyboards long enough that I have like, I have tricks. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I end up like leaning into like, my keyboard tricks. So that's why I'll often like write on an instrument that I'm a little more uncomfortable on. Cause I have no, I have to work hard for every mm. you know, change mm. or yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like it has to
0: be, it has to be super deliberate,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, that d- really does. Thanks. So who, who would you say inspires you? Who or what inspires you, whether it's personally or professionally, who inspires you? Hmm. Uh, I mean, him.
2: yeah well I mean it's, it's, it's there's a lot of I' I'm, I'm inspired by a lot of great musicians mm-hmm. um I've obviously mentioned Paul McCartney he's a big one for me mm-hmm. Prince Beck David Bowie and then just like my my you know my colleagues I have mm-hmm. uh I am gr- fortunate to have a, a handful of bandmates or just you know, fellow musicians that not only are they my buddies because we're in the same town, but mm-hmm. I also really like what they do. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, you know, I'll look to them for inspiration as well. Cause like, you know, when you see your friends do something, it's always cool when you have like your friend does something and you can hear it, look at it, whatever, admire it and be like, I almost forget that we're friends. Like, you're just like, so you made this really amazing thing. And like <laughs> I actually know you, that's crazy. You know? That's so
1: cool. And it sounds like, I mean, definitely just from an inspiration standpoint, you had a lot of inspiration just even from family growing up, but just getting started in music. Oh,
2: yeah. My parents were – couldn't have been more supportive. Hmm. And the older I get, the more I realize that. I knew it at the time. Like, they're very, like – I just remember, like, my dad saved me his baseball glove. Like, when he was, like – my dad's, like, the 50s dad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, yeah, saved me his OG baseball glove because he played baseball when he was a kid. And he's a righty, and I I come out lefty. You know, he's like, all right. So he gets me my own baseball glove. And then, you know, there I am in the outfield, caught a pop fly in the face, because I was literally in the outfield picking daisies. (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, picking a flower. Like, ah, is that pretty? And a crack, like, oh, look up, look up. Like, what? Boink. (laughs) And I could just see my dad be like, ah, you know, like. Like, he didn't like, you know, at that point, like. That's like I don't know if that's not the all-American 1950s dad like oh, throw the yeah. ball with my son, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I was unable to provide him with that. But the second I took a shine to anything, they they mm-hmm. got they got right behind it. In fact, the best thing I ever did, in- including. If I had a choice between this program and having gone to music school, I would still choose this program because I think I'd still be where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. And without that program, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. It's called Odyssey of the Mind. It used to be called Olympics of the Mind. Yeah, I remember that. So Mm -hmm. when I was in middle school, uh, we had the good fortune of having some really, really tremendously good teachers. Like I found out after the fact that, uh, okay, well, my friend James's parents, James McAdams' parents, were i don't want to like talk about their family business but like they were able they they lived a very modest life but they were because of a family trust type situation they were able to all of all of the people in that family were able to go get really good educations right Mm -hmm. and they as i said they lived very modestly i had no idea that this this trust situation like even existed until like my late 20s i was talking with james in a parking lot Mm -hmm. in arizona like drinking a mm-hmm. beer out of a bag. I was like, what? You know, uh, but it made everything make sense because they, they actually dedicated their lives to they could have been doing nothing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but they dedicated their lives to public education. And so cool. yeah, so they, they took their they took their privilege and turned it into progress. And I found out way after the fact, like, for instance, my my um, second grade teacher, Vic D'Ambrosio, was actually on sabbatical from Harvard because they the mcadams like were like hey you should come over here like you want a break like we're really trying to like spice up this situation so uh we just had access to like i was like a you know pretty active-minded kid which aka pain in the ass for the rest of the class because i would just (laughs) you know but they were able to like they had the resources to yank me out of class and put me over here like okay why don't you build a an engine Uh, like an electric motor out of cork and wire over here and like let let the rest of the kids like actually learn something rather than listening to you (laughs) prattle on. So I was lucky in that regard. And then, so as I got into middle school, I joined an, an OM team and we did one year and did pretty well. And then the next year we went to the state finals, uh, which I believe was in Blue Hill, Maine. And then the third year we went to, and that was the final year I did it. Uh, we went to the world finals, and that's the first wow. time I ever met, uh, you know, kids from Russia and China. Like this, this is during the Cold War, still. Yeah. You know, it's not over yet. Right. And uh, yeah, it was an amazing experience. But that 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 program basically it's problem solving. So you right. have you they give they hand you a problem. It's like this packet. You have to do X, Y, and Z in this period of time. You have to hit all these different markers. You have these are your limitations. You can't do this. And you can only spend, you have to spend less than $75 making it happen. You know, they had like an engineering one, they had more of a theatrical one. That's the one that I lean towards because of music and stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. that program alone uh, put me in a great space to live mm-hmm. life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know how I got down that rabbit hole. But yeah, just the, inspiration. That just sounds yeah. like
1: it was just life changing.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. I, I, I like, I kind of wish I could do it now. I wish there was like a grown up mm-hmm. version of that <laughs> that wasn't like you know actually like living your life and like trying to survive.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, COVID pretty much is just a big OM <laughs> exercise. Now to think about it, is it? Now, now I'm kind of scared. Yeah, COVID's. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. No, 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 no. I, I'm not a fan. No. So, how do you define success? Either, either personally, uh, artistically, or or just in life in, life, in general,
2: yeah. uh, being happy and having a sense of purpose. I mm. mean, mm. Mm-hmm. the rest of it's all. You can have all the money in the world and not be happy, right? And you can have yeah. no money and be super happy. I think it's just if you are, if you are satisfied, the comfortable in your own skin, you're doing you're doing things that you enjoy. Uh, right. Then, then you've made it. Yeah. You know. That said, Absolutely. if you can have all that stuff and a and a bu- bunch of money, that's not so bad either.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily turn it down.
2: I could be. Yeah. I mean, let's just say, like, I'm a happy person and I'm very pleased with my life. And uh, but I could be a little more successful. I
0: wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind giving that way a try too. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. Just a little more successful wouldn't be bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's huge just having purpose. That is yeah. just it really is. It's huge. Yeah,
2: without purpose, you what 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 is it? What's you
1: know? a, Yeah, exactly. So, what's your so we always like to bring it back to Maine, bring it back to to home here. Uh-huh. And so what would you say is your favorite some of the things that you love about Maine? What's your favorite thing about Maine?
2: I like how measured and kind of balanced Maine is. I think there's like a there's a genuine quality to Maine, and uh, maybe mm. that's just because I'm from here, but you know, the state motto, like, I lead, go," right? Uh, mm-hmm. There's also that, uh, that famous uh, Pee Wee Herman quote, uh, as Maine goes, so does the nation, right? <laughs> um, so, and I kind of do believe in that. I, I think that we are a really good cross-section of, mm. people from Maine don't seem to want to put up with too much BS, mm. you know? And if it's, like, shallow and dumb, like, mainers are, like, eye roll, <laughs> you know. And I think we have a lot of people existing within the Portland bubble who haven't been quite exposed to that yet. Uh, mm. And, you know, I always look forward to those folks, like, you know, going to, like, I don't know, like, just Freeport. Just, you know, or anywhere, like, outside <laughs> <the> city <laughs> of City. Like, oh, oh, I'm full of <laughs> Oh, well. well. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good to know when you're. When you're full of crap, you know, Um, but I think that Maine like kind of has you could be you could have this this certain belief system that's like this is what I believe and and I'm over here. But -hmm. then if you saw like a rule that like popped up that was like, you know, made it harder for somebody else to live their life. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I feel like the average Mainer would vote against that thing. It would hurt other people. If not just because they would say, well, I wouldn't want somebody telling me I can't do I can't mm-hmm. be myself, you know, mm-hmm. they, and there's like at least a little bit of respect there, even if they don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, maybe there's not quite enough of that, but I think that we have more of that here in our state than than I've seen in uh, any other part of the country in my travels.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And plus, uh, gosh, isn't it just lovely here?
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> As we're, as we're looking out with the window the and watching the snow fall as just more it's and more. insane more.
2: how much snow is coming down. Like, <laughs> we're going to end up with, like, I thought we were going to get, like, it said, like, 6 to 12. I'm like, oh, okay, probably
0: 5. Like,
2: no, yeah. I <laughs> think we might end up with a solid 15 to 20 inches here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh I had
0: to go. Gosh. I had. I've gone out a couple of times, and I'm still surprised. I'm like, seriously? I just shoveled <laughs> I just did this. Yeah, exactly. Is, is somebody shoveling into my into where I'm shoveling? Yep. Uh, well, thank you, Spencer, yeah, so much for taking great. time on your day for talking to us and and for correcting all of my misquotes. <laughs> it's always good to have someone whose knowledge of quotations is encyclopedic <laughs> to be able to help me out. Yeah, it's a gift. <laughs> And uh, we will make sure that we have links to all of uh, all of your social media and, and, and website, and, and especially where to buy the new album because uh, it, it is really good. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, I wish you all the success and, so. and the best with that. And, and thank you once again just for taking time and, and talking with well, us. Thank yes, you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Yes, definitely. Thank you for having me.